welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. I'm back. And we're recording here. In Title Town, USA, Title Cleveland, Town, Ohio, yeah, the land, best in the world. <laughs> yeah, Sunday night was uh, one of the greatest nights of my life. Yeah, it was amazing, man. It really was. I was in downtown Cleveland. I actually brought the kids. Did you really? Uh, well, the, I let the wife bring the kids. I was at a bar. Nice. Uh, but we had tickets as a Cavs season ticket holder. I got tickets to the Q watch party. Oh, sweet man! Those tickets were five bucks a piece. People were selling for a hundred bucks a piece. Oh, I heard. I saw like five hundred. Yeah, people were buying them too. Right. They were nutty. Mm-hmm. So we had eight of those. So a couple of my uh, friends, and my sister in law went, and my friend's wife and her kid went. She took the boys, which That's was awesome. Which I told her, I was like, "You're crazy," but you know, I under, I wanted. To, I, w- I was glad they could experience it. I was going to say, that's know? something they'll remember forever. Oh, yeah. My oldest son, Colton, was, I mean, he after the game we met up, and he was just like, he thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Heck, yeah. I literally, it was like, it was like everybody's walking around Dynasty Nerds t-shirts because I gave out over a thousand <laughs> high fives. And I'm not even exaggerating. Uh, it was a sight to be seen. It was glorious. I mean, I can see your hand right now. It's still red. It's swollen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, all those yes. high fives. It was, it was unreal. I mean, I, I hugged probably 35 strangers. Um, and I high fived every single person I walked by for like the twelve. But we went from where we stayed. We walked back over to the queue, and it was uh, it was great. But it was definitely one of the greatest moments of my entire life. Yeah, yeah, it was totally awesome. That was um, as as most people know, I was on vacation the whole week, and then that was the first day I came home. So there was no way after driving all the way from South Carolina that I was going to go downtown or any of that. I was just you did not meet us completely. I was just completely just exhausted so i stayed uh we watched you know all the other games with my family and everything so i stayed with my family and watched them watched them take just it as home. exciting right? oh dude it was awesome yeah. yeah we were going i mean we were going insane even i mean even as tired as i was i was still able to just go i mean that was a great game you know it kept you on the edge of your seat the oh. entire time yeah for so, sure yeah, it was it the was first awesome. close game in the series yeah um if you don't like basketball suck it up and listen to this but uh <laughs> you know i mean for me for me, and no matter whatever happens going forward, if, if they repeat next year, if the Indians win it all this next year, um, and I mean, I'm sure the Browns win the Super Bowl, it's different. But no matter what, this will always be my first professional sports championship. Yeah, absolutely, man. I I'm think 36. Yep. And uh, it's you a long old, wait. I'm 35, you old bastard. <laughs> yeah, I'll be 37 soon, so it's even worse. Yeah. Uh, and I, I looked at and my son, he's six. So I'm like, you know. You lucky son of a bee. I like, know, man. Like, they're already getting a little taste of the championship. Yeah, but he went home. He, he had a Cavs poster, got the cue, and he hung on his wall. He's like, I'm leaving this on here for the rest of my life. And I'm like, yeah, you are. And yes. he's like, I got to watch some Cavs videos. I'm like, yeah, you do. Yes. So, like, I, and I'm glad to see him see what sports can do for a community yeah. and yeah. what and how how great sports really are. Mm-hmm. And how it brings people together. I mean, look, this is all we talk about. Right. Sports. I don't even know what to talk to you about if we weren't talking about sports. We probably wouldn't be friends. No, we wouldn't be. Yeah. Oh, hey. We never would have lasted it's this like, long, Rich. It's like that Odell Beckham commercial, you know, and Victor Cruz. <laughs> like, so, how's, how's your cat? Uh-huh. He's good. Okay. He's good. All right. Back to fantasy football. Back to fantasy football. So, but yeah, Sunday, good times. Congrats to the Cavs. We'll be going uh, to the parade tomorrow. Absolutely, man. Wouldn't miss that. Yeah, it's going to be glorious. I have, uh, I own my own business and, uh, Nobody came to work on Monday. 
I don't mean if it wasn't my first day back from a week long vacation, I I wouldn't have gone in either. If I didn't own a business, I wouldn't have gone. Right. <laughs> and I scheduled like all my stuff for Monday. Cause I kept pushing off for the week, uh-huh. getting ready for the Cavs game, and right, uh, right. yeah, I pushed it all off till Monday, and it, it it was I was okay surprisingly on a couple because I was just so high on you know life. Uh, yes, like I woke <laughs> up, like I went to bed like super late. I think yeah. I only got to bed till like two thirty three. I had to get up at six. I woke up with the biggest smile on my oh, face. Oh yeah, ever. dude! I just jumped out of bed that day. All day long, I'm uh-huh. just watching like game recap. Like I'm never, like every time, like I'm in between like meetings and stuff. I'm like, oh yeah, watching I'll, recaps. Yeah. So I, I watched the last two minutes of the game five times. Everybody's sending little clips to each other and everything oh, yes. of the game and all the other yes. hype videos and all that stuff. It I'm awesome. still smiling. About oh yeah, it. Yeah. It, it, I, and I can't wait. So next up, <sighs> the Cleveland Browns. Sure, they're close, right? Uh, yeah. Sure. RG three, Corey Coleman, Rashard Higgins. Yeah, that sounds like you're about 10 years away. You know, I heard some good news, uh, Dynasty news-wise. Uh, old Brown, Terrence West. They're saying he's looking like a lean, mean fighting machine out there and already ahead of uh, Lorenzo Taylor-Ferro in Baltimore. Uh, that I'll file that under the uh, believe it when I see it type of thing right there. They got like a billion backs there. I'm not there. buying it. I'm not buying it at all. No. Terrence West is a knucklehead. He's a, he's a turd. Yeah. Big shiny turd, and you know what to say, huh? When you polish a turd, um, it shines. No, it's still a turd. Oh, that's right. <laughs> wow, you're way off on your. Uh, <laughs> I your told fancy you, man. My, my vacation is uh, it's really taking its toll on my brain. Yeah. So for today's topic is there is no topic because honestly, we just decided that uh, Matt was on vacation and we celebrated for a week long, and we have no topic. But we do have Twitter questions. We do have some Twitter questions. So we're gonna answer some Twitter questions next week. We're gonna do players under the age of twenty five that we like. Mm-hmm. All of them. All of them. No, not all of them. But not players even, that we not really even like. close to all of them. Over under the age of twenty five with totally. room to grow. I'm totally biased. You know, one of the tw- one of the tw- questions speaking of the age of twenty five is, what do you think of Kier Scarrett? and will Kier Scarrett be uh, a contributor? Can he be a wide receiver two, wide receiver three for the for the Panthers? That came from at T Smitty TBS one. Um, his question was said: Does do you think Kier Scarrett has a chance in Carolina to be a wide receiver two, wide receiver three? Now, Kiaris Garrett is twenty four. Is about to be twenty four years old, as a rookie. As a rookie. As a rookie, and this is a guy who is six three, two twenty. And before the draft, I mean, this was if, if you listen to other dynasty podcasts, if you follow other guys on Twitter besides us, which you know I understand, I forgive you. Uh, he was like the dynasty rookie darling, Kiaris Garrett. People were just chomping up shares. He was going in the second round, and the draft comes along, and where do you get drafted, Matt? Um, I think it was the eighth round or the ninth round. Is the- yeah, <laughs> seven rounds behind the the Florida State kicker. Right, exactly. So, so he went undrafted. I was just making a joke there. Yeah, so he went undrafted, and he still said that he believes he's the best wide receiver in the draft. Um, when I hear statements like that from an undrafted guy, I almost will automatically just send that guy out of out of my thoughts you know like he he's just obviously man you're not the best wide receiver in the draft or you would have been drafted you you didn't even get drafted there's no way that they passed you up and, and i agree i mean i was shocked he didn't get drafted i mean this is a guy that tore up the combine right um i think he led the season last year in receiving uh as well in tulsa i mean still tulsa but still i mean six three two twenty, so he's a big guy 
And and that is what the the Carolina Panthers want in a wide receiver too. I mean that's Devin Funchess, right? Big guy, right? Hearing good things about Devin Funchess. Devin Funchess's name is on the rise. I've also heard good things about Devin Funchess just coming in, kind of more prepared, more prepared for the season and stuff like that. And and you know, obviously, all I want to know is are his hips still super tight? Yeah, I think even I think he showed a lot better last year than I thought he would. Definitely, because we we. We drug his name through the mud. We did, but I mean, on tape, that's what I saw, and and that didn't really translate. He must have, you know, completely leaned out from his, you know, he was kind of yo-yoing between two positions there for a while, tight end and wide receiver in college, and that might not have been doing him any favors because he came in as a wide receiver and you know he shed weight and stuff like that, and he looked like, he looked a lot more fluid. So, yeah, I I agree. I mean. I still, I mean, I still think the starter and receivers are gonna be Kelvin Benjamin, Ted Ginn. That's what I think personally. You know, Kelvin Benjamin for size, because I mean, I don't think you can have two a Devin Funches and a Kelvin Benjamin, two guys that aren't fast, like overly fast. I think uh, they can use. I think they would like to use Ted Ginn. I mean, I think you could put both those guys out there and run run, run Ginn out of the slot and three wide receiver sets. But yeah, yeah, I, it'll, I think it'll be a mix between uh, Ginn and Funches there, number two. So. Back to Kyrus Garrett, there were, he actually just had a report come out of the Charlotte Observer there, and they said that they saw Kyrus Garrett fail to make any standout plays during minicamp. I mean, that doesn't, yeah. No big surprise there that the best, quote-unquote, best wide receiver in the draft that didn't get drafted didn't make any plays. I mean, obviously he didn't get drafted for a reason. I'm yeah. Not, I'm not that high in the guy, as you can probably tell. So, Yeah, I mean, he's nowhere near. Right. Like, I'd rather... I'd probably just rather gamble somewhere else. I mean, again, if you're not making, if you're not doing anything in minicamp, I mean, that's kind of somewhat. I mean, that's a, that's a concern. The guy, okay, concerns. Ready? The guy's gonna be 24 when the season starts, and he's a rookie. Mm-hmm. He's a rookie at 24. So, yeah. say he takes two years to develop, boom, he's already 26. Which again, it's not old, but that shelf life is already kind of dwindling. It gives him about four years to play, which again is a lifetime dynasty. But that's if. He could pan out in two years. He's an undrafted guy, so the likelihood of that is slim. I mean, here's the deal. He's a guy that went undrafted. They've got no ties to him. He's making no plays. That's like a recipe for just getting cut, and he's gone, and you never see him again. So, I mean, if you want to draft a guy because you, maybe your roster is completely loaded and you know you're not, you're not going to have room and, and you know you're just taking a flyer on a guy that you think has high upside, Sure, take him late. Uh, I mean, but me personally, I, I don't operate like that, so I w- I'm not. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, you got to matter how many. You got to think about for a team that likes to run the ball a lot with older running back as it is. They have Kelvin Benjamin, mm-hmm. they have Corey Brown, they have Ted Ginn and Devin Funches. Those are four receivers that are making the roster right, right there. So that's yep. four. Um, I have heard some rumblings about Stephen Hill looking okay, but again, that's you know. I I, I think Stephen Hill, if healthy, would would beat him out. Yeah, I, I think so, too. So we'll, we'll wait and see. But so right. here's Garrett. I mean, if you want to take a shot at him in this draft in, like, the third round on potential, but you're talking uh, about a guy that's probably going to be on a practice squad. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking later than that, like, fifth round if you want to take a shot on him. He went undrafted, and he's a wide – I mean, yeah, he's a right. wide receiver in Carolina. They've just been, like, bringing in wide receivers every single year, you know, much better than him. So. And it just shows you why you don't want to have your draft too early. Like, again, this guy was a dynasty rookie darling, and now he's just kind of like – or he's – I mean – we're a month removed from the draft, a little over that, and this guy's already washed up. <laughs> I mean, I know ne- I was never that high in him to begin with myself. So uh, everybody else was for some reason. Uh, well, yeah. 
That's why uh, we have our show. That's why we have our show, and they do their show. Right. Moving on. You want to do another question here? Um, Sure. All right. Next one comes from at Jameson Jones. I've got pick one five. Three QBs will be drafted in the first round of our league. I need a running back. Should I trade down for Dixon? He thinks that three quarterbacks are going? I'm assuming it might just be. It's one and a half. I got one five. I mean, if it's three QBs, I mean, I'm assuming maybe it's a double. It's a, it's a super flex. It's got to be. Yeah, it's got to be. I mean, yeah. There's no other reason that Paxton Lynch would go in the first round of any rookie draft, or Carson Wentz, or Jared Goff. Right. Those guys are all pretty much in normal standard PPR leagues. Those guys are borderline first round picks at best. Well, I wouldn't trade to pick right away. I'd kind of stay put. I would definitely I, stay put and wait to see how that draft falls. Yeah. Um, when I like, uh, I'm in a rookie draft, and there's a player that I think won't be there. But like it's close. Like like say is like say I pick one five right, and I'm like, man, I really want Josh Dotson, you know, but he ain't gonna be there. And then you know three QBs are gonna be there or something like that, or maybe Derrick Henry gets picked. You never know. Right. I don't like to trade out of that pick until like I'm on the clock. I would definitely wait till on the clock. And I mean, obviously, if you you get on the clock and you know two of the quarterbacks have already gone, and then it's Zeke and Laquan. I mean. You can probably move back a few spots and still get uh, Dixon, but I. Oh I, yeah. But I mean, I don't know that I wouldn't just stay there and pick whoever you know, like whoever you think's better, Corey Coleman or. Uh, if there's a good receiver. Dotson, yeah. But I mean, if you if you're fixed on taking a running back, yeah, you should definitely trade back out of one five, even if, even if no quarterbacks went in the first round. But if you know three are going to go there, I mean, I may trade back and try and pick up a couple seconds, do something where. The best player available might not be Kenneth Dixon. Right. I mean, if you're zeroed in on Kenneth Dixon, like that's the guy that you want, just stay at five and take him. I mean, it's still going to be Sterling Shepard. It's still going to be Michael Thomas. Uh, you know, and, and like you said, who know who else? Who knows? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's truly. I mean, I've been seeing Derrick Henry go all over the place. Still, people he are is all an, he on. is an enigma. You know, in, in the fantasy circles, and, and some people love the guy and they think he's going to be a complete beast. Some people are probably you know, a little bit more towards our side of it, and they don't think he's back on the first. Yeah, yeah. I've seen him go as high as one five and go like somewhere around one eleven, one twelve, right. right around there. First round every draft. Which I, mean, I think I, I think when we went through our, I think that's where he's going to end up settling in for sure. I mean, that's where he went when we did end of our like our week after the NFL draft, our dynasty rookie mock. He right. went to the end of the first because right. at this point, like he just settles back in where it's not like the talent that gets it; it's just everything behind him's not really worth right. Take it. It's the risk, basically. Yeah, I mean, you know. I got it. I'd rather take a guy that might score some touchdowns. Right. So, yeah, I guess trade. Yeah. So the the answer to the question would be trade back. But I I wouldn't do it until you know you're on the clock and you see what's happening. Yeah, I love I love that move like of waiting. You know what I mean? The trade when I'm on the clock. Besides just trading my pick right away before the draft, unless somebody can like blow me away with an offer that I, you know it doesn't matter who's on the board. But to wait till I'm on the clock, one. You know, let you see who's available, and two, it might get like a little bidding war going on because there's a player that you might not like, but two other people are like, "Hey, man, I can't believe this guy's on the board still right. here at one five or one six, wherever it is." And, and that, I need to get him. And those are it's always good to like try to get those things kind of get some groundwork laid before, like maybe like a, a couple of weeks before, just kind of poke around with people and see interest, or you know, you know throw the pick out there to people and see if anyone's interested, but, but don't consummate the trade until you're on the clock. Yeah. I mean, we um, talked about that. I think last year we talked about that doing 
when, in a rookie picks, like rookie trades and definitely in dynasty shouldn't all necessarily go down on the first offer. You know what I mean? It's like there should be some negotiating involved. Right. I just made a trade in the Nerd Herd League, which is one of our di- podcast listener leagues, and I traded uh, Brandon Cooks, mm-hmm. a 2017 second and a 2018 first for DeAndre Hopkins in a 17 third. And he's been trying to get this trade to go through for, I think, about a month now. And we've been going back and forth, back and forth. And every trade he sent me, a lot of it included Rob Gronkowski. He wanted Gronkowski and Cooks. No, none of my picks. Mm-hmm. But he wanted Gronkowski and Cooks. And he was offering me, like, Kent Dixon, DeAndre Hopkins, and Kobe Fleener. And I just wasn't interested. I, you know, I let him know. I was like, hey, man, I'm taking all these risks, and you're getting two premier guys. Like, I'm not interested right. in doing that. Like, right. And I love Nuck. And he was doing it because I lo- he knows I love DeAndre Hopkins. He'd right. be silly not to. And um, so over this month, we kept, going, we kept going back and forth, back and forth, and back and forth. And then when he finally, he finally knew that he had to come up with a different offer. And that's when he offered. He said, he's like, all right, I'm sending you three offers, man. If there's one of those that you like, accept it. But I don't know where this is going. He's like, I think Gronk's the hang-up, which it was for me. Right. It was a hang-up. Right. And then when he sent me that offer, I thought, me personally, and obviously in his eyes, he probably thinks the same thing. I actually put the poll on Twitter, that tra- trade on Twitter, and I think he got 500 votes, and 70% came back from my side. But at the time, as soon as I saw it, I was like, wow, I love, I even texted you that. Didn't I believe right. it? Yeah, absolutely. And I was like, man, I really love this side, my DeAndre Hopkins side, because, I mean, I'm just giving up. I'm trading out of the second round of the 17 draft. It's still a second round pick, which is, it's a good player. Right. You're getting into the third round of it, and you're giving up an 18. First, first, which, which I'm is, hoping to be late, is it's a it's far far enough out there that it, you know you consider it an unknown and you kind of file it, which is essentially worth file yeah, it there. That's like worth like a 17 second, right? So I'm like almost giving up two seconds, and I'm getting DeAndre Hopkins, who has potential to be the number one overall fantasy receiver, uh, dynasty receiver going forward, and if he's not at least top five, yeah, right. So he's, he's yeah he's an elite asset. And I love Cooks too, you know, but Drew Brees is getting older, it's, and again I just like. We always say, if you, every time I even look at trade offers, it's like, who's the best player in the deal? Right, it's not. That's where I, yeah. I want to leave. It's definitely Hopkins. And so that goes back to my point is, when you get a dynasty trade, make, make unless you feel like, whoa, I'm really stealing here, mm-hmm. make your counteroffer. Right. It should, be like, it should be like a process to work out, because then you never know. Sometimes you'll see one side or the other side, not saying that P. Wynn here got desperate but sometimes other teams and this i'm not saying this happened in this scenario but you'll see i've seen it before where other teams will get kind of desperate they make this offer to get through they get almost even get frustrated will this make you an offer just like to see if you'll you know will this get it done you know like he has to accept this and you're like you're right i have to accept this right right no i mean i mean it's not that they're getting desperate but it's getting down um to like their 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 highest offer, you're getting the most out of it, basically, that you could have. Yes. You're maximizing your, your, your return. Because you never know. I mean, you yeah. never know what somebody's going to throw in to get the deal done. Right. And even if it's like a third-round pick. Right. That third-round pick could turn into... Uh, an elite tight end. An it, elite tight end. It really could. I mean, that's. I mean, you can find tight ends in the third round that, that turn Absolutely. out to be awesome. I mean, I drafted, I think, I got Gronkowski in the third round of our... I think Gronkowski and Graham went that year, both in the third round. And Aaron Hernandez. Well, yeah, they all went. It was Aaron Hernandez, Gronk. I took Gronk. It went Gronk, Jimmy Graham, Aaron Hernandez, right. all in the third round right. of that draft. Yeah, it can uh, be done. And they all, those guys all went after Jermaine Gresham. Right. Uh, 
So yeah, but yeah, you can. Is it for sure? No, but if it's a throw-in pick, even if you miss, who cares? Yep. But sometimes you'll you get people to throw in those extra picks, and at the time it might just be a third. Like, dude, if you throw a third-round pick in and make, get the deal done, I'll I'll, I'll say yes right now. And they're like, again, because they just want to get the deal done. They'll say, okay, it's just a third-round pick. Who cares? Which which it is. It's just a third-round pick. Like, if I'm on the other side of the deal, half the time that's how I'm thinking too. I'm like, whatever. It's just a third-round pick. I can find another third-round pick. Yeah, I can trade that away right. for an older guy down the road. So I agree too. So it's it. The, the moral of the story is, mm-hmm. in Dynasty, don't have to jump at the first, you know, you don't have to bite the bait. Right, exactly. Try, okay. try, to, try to get that worm to come out of the, a, little bit, a little bit more out of the hole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, next question here comes from at Coach Martin 3, Martin Audit. He's in a, Martin's a good follow. Okay. Uh, what's up with Tyler Lockett? Everyone on Twitter now thinks he's the next Antonio Brown. I don't get it. Well, to start there, Matt Harmon put out a piece today uh, with the Dynasty Metrics, and he's been building us up about who the next great player is, and that player turned out to be today, Tyler Lockett. Okay. He, I, I haven't read the article, or, or I haven't seen it. Uh-huh. I saw the graph. Okay. I've been busy celebrating, so I haven't right. really been read the whole thing here. Uh, but, yeah, Harmon thinks that Tyler Lockett is the next great receiver, and I like Tyler Lockett. We liked Tyler Lockett last year. Absolutely, man. I that mean, was one of my favorite like little sneaky guys last year coming out of the draft. I I definitely drafted him in in our one league. Yeah, I mean, he was a third round pick last year. Uh, some people might have concerns because he's five ten, one eighty two, which is he, he, to yeah. a brown size. But he runs great routes. But yeah, he. I mean, he made a Pro Bowl as a kick returner last right. year, and I mean, he's twenty three. He's going to be twenty four this year. And you're talking about a guy that scored six touchdowns over his last 10 games last year. So he progressed as the season went along. And he actually came on at the end of the year. I mean, he finished the year with 51 catches for 664 yards. And it was consistent. He only had one over 100-yard game, but he's going to be limited because he's in Seattle. Right. But the coaching staff is already talking about him. Is like, wow, nobody's working harder. Nobody looks like taking the next step. Better than Tyler Lockett. Here's the deal. This is what I mean. Without without having read um, the article that you're you're referring to, the comps are easy. I mean, they have the same body type. They both have great work ethic. They are. I mean, they're both really good. You know, technicians and route runners, and they and they catch well. I mean, that's you. I mean, as far as comps go, NFL comps. I mean, that's that's the natural person to comp him to. I mean. Russell Wilson, another year in the system. Right. You with the running game kind of up in the air right now. They might be throwing the ball a little bit more. Doug Baldwin, did he finish a strong year strong last year? Yes, but he's going to need another contract. Yeah. He's still not signed long term. Mm-hmm. So Tyler Lockett, they may be like, okay, this guy's our number one. Maybe they don't sign Doug because they think, hey, this guy could be our number one wide receiver too. Uh, yeah, I mean Tyler Lockett right well, now. Well, they might end up signing Baldwin to a contract, and Tyler Lockett's just better. I think Tyler Lockett's. Got more upside. He's definitely got more upside. I feel like Doug Baldwin's underrated. He's underrated, but he's. I asked Mike, I was like, is Doug Baldwin, this is like a month ago, I was like in a draft, and I was thinking about taking Doug Baldwin a little higher than I kind of wanted to, but just like it was almost worth the gamble. And I was like, I texted Mike, I was like, true or false, Doug Baldwin's for real. He's like, Mm. I think he's kind of for real. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. He's. He's unspectacular to me. Like that's how I would describe him. He's like, good. He's good, but he's not great. He's not going to win you championships. He'll be like a good bench guy to have on a championship team. But, no, I think he could be at least the worst case wide receiver three. I don't. I don't know. I mean, pretty beasted last year. 
I don't know, man. You're not buying it. No. Huh? So you're not a buyer. No. So I am a I, I I'm a believer. I would much rather I I have Doug, I mean I have Tyler Lockett. I would much rather have him than. Doug oh yeah, Baldwin. I'd rather have Tyler Lockett as well. So. But I mean, I mean you're not going to get the production of you know Doug Baldwin next year on Tyler Lockett. But I think the future is much brighter for Tyler Lockett. And you can, I mean I don't think anybody can really even go out and buy Tyler Lockett right now because I think everybody's kind of accepting ex- expecting him to take the next step. And if you're in a kick return league, this guy's value is like, yeah, I mean, it's it's really right. up there. Right. So I guess the hype right now, and everybody's talking about him today, is because of Matt Harmon. Okay. Well, and Matt Harmon's right. I don't I, think. I agree with him. Yeah, I completely agree. If Matt Harmon seems to be like a number wide receiver one, I ain't buying that. Um. Well, I, I mean, I think a comp to Antonio Brown says that he's, thinks the potential is there that well yeah it has to be right because antonio brown's definitely a wide receiver one yeah and that's and, and you're right i mean with those really crisp routes that he runs and with his speed for after the catch i mean kevin garnett said the best anything's possible anything is possible all right moving on from uh art from at mark the mammal all right mark the mammal <laughs> mark animal is that what it is no, it's just Mark the Mammal. Oh, Mark the Mammal. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why I laugh. I'm sorry. I just, That's all right. Go I ahead. I like that Twitter name. Like, <laughs> I'm like, hey. Hey, wait a minute. I'm a mammal. I'm a mammal. <laughs> I'm a mammal, too. Hey, Mark. <laughs> we have a lot in cam- <laughs> camel. Oh, my God. <laughs> we have a lot in com- common, Mark. Um, this question is, who are the 49ers receivers behind Torrey Smith? Oh, this is a good trivia question. Uh, yeah. Don't look, don't look. No, I mean, it's Bruce Ellington. It's Quentin Quentin Patton. Patton. Uh, DeAndre Smelter, Yeah, DeAndre Smelter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And they have uh, Devin Cajaste. Yeah, I think that's how you pronounce it. And uh, he's he's a big body guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, if they're going to have him stay at wide receiver, he might end up just being that big-bodied guy that's out there blocking. like what's the guy from the the big white guy from Philadelphia? Riley Cooper. Riley Cooper. He might just be playing the Riley Cooper role. Okay. Which is not fantasy relevant. And I mean, like we said, they have DeAndre Smelter, who is coming back from that big uh, knee injury off of last year. And I mean, he's he's six two twenty six. He was athletic as heck as Georgia Tech. Right. And he's a fourth round pick, I believe, last year as well. So, but there's no like. He's unclear. I mean, he's coming off that ACL injury. He had an ACL tear, so he was a red shirt last year, and now it's kind of like, can he come back? I mean, honestly, I don't really want to have any part of any of those guys, including Torrey Smith. So um, I, I, I feel like Torrey Smith could be like, definitely where his ADP is right now. His ADP is so low. I feel like, I feel like he's kind of like a bargain, Torrey Smith. I mean, he's the number one there in San Francisco. There's kind, of, there's a lot of like calamity there last year. And this year, another year, you know, you got Chip Kelly coming in. I feel like Torrey Smith could kind of be good value. And, I mean, even if there's a wide, a wide receiver three, where his ADP is right now, he's almost free. Okay. Well, I mean, I mean, any, I guess any player at a certain ADP becomes a bargain. Um, but I'm probably going to stay away. I've never really liked Torrey Smith, and I'm not going to like him anymore in a Chip Kelly offense. Well, then you got Bruce Ellington. Now Bruce Ellington's super small. He's five nine, one ninety seven. Right. He's playing. He is starting. He's starting in the slot. He's only twenty four years old. Um, drafted in the fourth round in twenty fourteen, and he's interested just because in the Chip Kelly offense. Chip Kelly really likes to use 
the slot. Uh, last year, Jordan Matthews had 103 targets playing on the slot. Yeah, I mean, I I agree with that, but Chip Kelly also likes his wide receivers big, and Bruce Ellington doesn't really fit that mold. He might be able to like do some stuff out of the backfield and be like that kind of guy, like where he's doing jet sweeps and and weird stuff like that. But I mean, I've I've never really been a huge Bruce Ellington fan. I mean, he does some all right things, and I think he's you know he's a decent NFL player but i don't think he's really fantasy relevant i do like his birthday though i just happened to notice that i didn't really like him at all until i saw his birthday was august 22nd which okay which which you know has a nice special place in my heart yeah it sure does yeah. <laughs> great days <laughs> You're great like. it's a pretty good day to be born that's all i'm gonna say so he was drafted in the fourth round in 2014 yeah and then you have quinn Patton, who was drafted in the fourth round in 2013 now quinn Patton's six foot 204 and again, he—I mean—he's not even working out right now. He's—I think he has a—he's got a cast on, so he's not even working out. So it's kind of like Tory Smith and everybody else. Yeah, and Quentin Panton. I mean, he's never really shown anything. He, no he came in. He came in with a little bit of hype, like you know, maybe a year or two ago, and he's just shown nothing. He's—he's he's not going to be anything. Yeah, I mean, they have Eric Rogers. They have Jerome Simpson, Aaron Burbridge. Again, I mean, a whole bunch of guys you really don't want. I mean, the only one even really worth owning. I mean, Bruce Allenton's a sleeper. You could put him in the sleeper category uh, just because he is young enough where he could take that next step this year if he's utilized and targeted heavily in Chip Kelly's offense. But he's going to need tons of targets just to succeed. So, I mean, if he can get 100 targets, kind of like that Jordan Matthews kind of role, he will be fantasy relevant. But at the same time, yeah. I'm not buying it. Yeah, I'm not either. I mean, somebody's going to have to get targets. So, I mean, I guess it's possible. Torrey Smith. <sighs> Torrey Smith is a go-long guy, man. I don't see him gobbling up a ton of targets. I mean, what? I mean, I just give me Carlos Hydell. I mean, what in the biz? I'm sorry. If you're a 49ers fan, you got to be so sad right now. Your quarterback's Blaine Gabbert. Your tight end's Vance McDonald. Your two wide receivers are Torrey Smith, Torrey Smith and Bruce Ellington. Although I have heard good things about Vance McDonald. But proceed. Okay. I I mean you're you're not you're not buying the Vance McDonald. I've heard good things as well. Yeah, I think I think him and Blaine Gabbert are establishing a nice little chemistry and somebody's got to catch the ball. And right? in and in this in Chip Kelly's offense, that's a pretty good thing if you're the tight end number one. And he's athletic. He's an athletic guy. I think it was a matter of always having somebody there like Vernon Davis ahead of him, and not really ever getting an opportunity. He kind of cashed in a little bit of the opportunity last year. He showed signs. I mean, yeah. I, I don't I mean, say thirty I'm, thirty catches and you know three hundred yards isn't great, but it's he was terrible. splitting. Yeah, he was splitting but as a backup tight end. Yeah, as a backup tight end. But I know what time. you're saying because there was some times that Vance McDonald did stick out. Like a little, we saw a little something here and there. Like right. ooh, right. oh Vance, I remember Vance McDonald. Yep. Uh, and somebody's gonna have to catch the ball here. So you're right. So Vance McDonald might be the when you say receivers behind Torrey Smith, who's gonna take the next best big step here as a fantasy relevant player. Right. Yeah, I mean, if you're out of all those names, I'll take DeAndre Smelter, but I think your best bet would be Vance McDonald. I, I mean, looking at the rest of the guys, that's that's I mean, probably the best bet too. Unless he, you know, unless Anquan Bolden comes back or something like that, but even, even still, at, even at running back, uh, you know, behind Carlos Hyde, you got Mike Davis, Ugh. you got Kelvin Taylor, Dewan Harris, yeah, Sean Drone. It's just a big old scrub list right there yeah it's kind of hard to get excited about this and it's like 
they fall in the category like I'll have none place. Well, I want I love me some Carlos this year, but yeah, I think Hyde will get get you know he'll get his, but that'll be about, about it. it. I mean, even the Browns, you have you know Duke and Crowell and Gare Bear. Big play Gare, man. Yeah, love yeah. that guy. Let's move on. How about we do another question? Lay it on me. I'm so sad now after talking about the 49ers. Ugh. Uh, we have an 18 2QB large starting rosters. Who should I consider at six? If Zeke, Treadwell, Dotson, Coleman go one through four. Uh, in a 2QB league, I'm taking Jared Goff. Yeah. If he's there, 2QB yeah. league. Yeah. I'm all I'm all over that. I mean, Zeke, Treadwell, Dotson, Coleman. Yeah, I'm taking Goff over Sterling Shepard, Ken Thixon, and Michael Thomas. Yeah, two QB league for sure. Yeah, no all yeah. day, every day. And, I mean, I wish I could argue, but that was uh, pretty easy. That's from Kylo Mills. And uh, last question here, let's get to, because I know we're going to have a shorter show today. Right. Because we're still catching up and recovering. <laughs> and next week, we're going to have that long, longer hour episode on players under the age of 25. But this one comes from at Richard Crane. And Richard says, what's the most you would pay for Premier QB? I.e., Andrew Luck, Cam Newton, Aaron Rodgers in a one QB league. Let's see. One, I mean, one QB league. I think it's hard to go above like a first round pick. Like, if, is he just talking draft pick? Cons, uh, I think just the most. I know. Just what's the most you give up? I mean, I think it's just like a first round pick. I think a first round pick too. But at the same time, like, like for Aaron Rodgers, the most I give up is a first round pick. For Cam Newton, I'd probably give up a first round pick and a little something. Right. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, on all these guys, you might, like, that's why I was wondering if it was, like, strictly draft pick compensation. I mean, you might have to sweeten the pot with, like, a, a young guy that's unproven Yeah, because you're not something. getting Andrew Luck for a first. Right. For sure. So right. it's just, for me, the way I always look at it is, like, if I want a really good QB, it's got to come in a package deal. Because there's no way I'm making a deal straight up for any of those guys. Because I'm not willing to pay... For what even what they're worth, because they're worth you know more than like Jameis Winston in my eyes, Aaron Rodgers, Cam Newton, and Andrew Luck. They're worth way more than a first, just a first round pick. But but you don't necessarily want to pay. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to pay that. I don't want right. to. I don't want to gamble on getting a, a a good position player when I can get somebody like Andy Dalton, who's going to finish as a top five fantasy quarterback on the year, right. and I can get him for a bag of Doritos. Yep, it is. Uh, it's really hard to trade for one of those guys just for what you exactly just said. I mean, it's. It's hard to justify it, I guess, is, is the way to say it. Yeah, somebody's going to be like, hey, I'll give you Andrew Luck, but give me David Johnson. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Give me Car- All right, just give me Carlos Hyde. No. I mean, I mean, I would do it for David Johnson because I, I don't know about him. So so I, I would trade the you know the proven you know next 10 years for a guy for that might gamble. be a flash in the pan. Yeah, well, they're definitely worth it. But, it's like, again, I mean, it's such a it's such a watered down position. That's what and that's where the whole super flex league kind of started up from. Because right, people want to put value on a quarterback. Right. When I just say make quarterback touchdowns worth six points, and that's how you do that. Um, I've still yet to get into a super flex league. But even if you do, like to your point that you know make the touchdowns six points, you still have the same amount of them. You know, there's still a flood in the market of quarterbacks, even if they're getting six points per touchdown. There's still a flood of them. So that's why I mean that's why the two. The QB. two QB leagues or the Superflex leagues yeah. are popular. And- I uh, I keep trying to get into, like, I just joined this other staff league, which I said I'm not joining any more leagues, which I did. But now. <laughs> like every single week you say you're joining you're joining another league and then well, you I'm said cut out, you're not. I'm gonna- cutting out a league then, though. Okay. But I think my right. next venture, I think next year, I'll do, like, uh, I think I'm going to do a startup league. I think, I'm, I think next year is going to be my Superflex 
get into it because I study it. I look into right, it. Right. I like it. I love the whole concept of it because I love a challenge. But uh, I have to figure out what leagues I'm going to cut out to get that going. Cause I, plus, plus, I just like to do startup drafts because they're right. so much fun. They are fun, man. And it, it would be nice to be able to like um, evolve a league into one of those as well. Like, hey, two years from now, we're going to be or three years from now, we're going to be super flex. So start getting your roster ready for it. That type I, I of think, thing. Yeah, that's the thing. I think you'd have to do it. Because you can't just you can't just pop it. Because obviously some guys are carrying like four quarterbacks yeah. and hoarding them already. And somebody just has two, right? And somebody just has two. So you can't just you can't just make your league all of a sudden a super flex league. But you can, you know, that's it's not a horrible idea to be like, hey, three years from now we're going to be super flex to so start. I think it's a good idea. Like, start if you, getting ready for it. Yeah, if you're like, hey, I really want to be a super flex league two years from now. Because I think two years is a good. Two full seasons is a long time in fantasy football. Well, I mean, yes and no, because if you're a guy that doesn't have a lot and you're forced to draft a guy, he might not be ready for three years. True. So, I mean, you you're you know you might be totally screwed. You might have to draft two two or three guys in one draft and just hope that they develop, or like two or three guys in two or three years. Like every year, draft a guy pretty high. Yeah, out of all like the other dynasty leagues that are out there, I think Superflex is definitely my favorite that we don't play. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I definitely want to get that. Like I said, I don't play in any IDP leagues, and I still don't have like everybody even tells me to play IDP, which I have no interest in ever doing. I'm just not that interested in it either. That's why I haven't done it. You know why too? Like every every like I mean, I know guys that like, we have IDP writers for our site. Right. Again, I'm not saying don't play it there's tons of people that play it oh yeah it. yeah yeah but like, uh, yeah right when i when i when they tell me when i ask them because i always try i try to know a little about everything right i'm like what's the idp strategy and they all tell me the same thing besides just like a couple defensive players you still don't even draft defensive players to lay in the draft because they don't really it's do not much. that Im- impactful yeah they don't even impact that much so it's like even why even waste the time and energy on it which is pretty dumb because now i'm talking bad about idp but to me, that's my. I mean, I have yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Out of all the leagues that are out there, that's the one out. I I don't see myself ever joining. I don't. I don't have interest in it. I don't. I don't knock people for having interest in it. A lot of people watch the game differently. I'm sure. Same as me. You know, like I used to just watch the whole game. Now I am probably more offensive centric. So I mean, it does make you watch both sides of the ball. Both sides of the ball. So I can understand that. But so you can do what I do though. You can be in fifty leagues, and no matter who's playing, <laughs> you're watching every. Yeah, you have every, you have somebody on every roster. I can't. I can't function like that, man. I I'll lose track of everything if I I'm in twenty leagues. Like people ask me, I'm like, how do you root for a team when you when you have everybody and play against everybody? I'm like, dude, you don't. I root for the I root for my one main you know fifteen year old right. team. Right, and then you all the rest is kind of second. Then I root for my high stakes league team. <laughs> well, yeah, and everything else is just business. Money talks. Yeah, I mean, it's like I don't worry about it. So it's like. You just pick one team that's your favorite team, and you kind of just go from there. It's it's pretty simple. Every, you just treat everything else is like if I want to pick up DeAndre Smelter, I'm just gonna go through every single. I mean, nowadays with apps and stuff, I mean you can have right. all your teams loaded on one app and just go through. Like, all right, is DeAndre Smelter available? Is he available? Just use him as like kind of an example. Or right, it's like, right. You know, when Cameron Brait, you know, all this Cameron Brait news coming through with right, right. Austin Safarian Jenkins being a knucklehead. I went through all my leagues to see if Cameron Brait was on a waiver wire, and he was in a couple leagues. Sure. I, so I swooped him up. I'm yeah. Like, you know. Gamble, gamble, gamble. Gobble, gobble, gobble. <laughs> yeah, but Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I mean, again, I mean, IDP, everybody, every person I know that plays in IDP loves it. It's just, it's not my bag, baby. Exactly. No big deal. Super flex. Sorry, come next year. Startup League will do an announcement on uh, 
on the podcast. We'll get some fans in there. And I'm in on that, too. I know I, I keep saying I'm done with leagues. I'll probably just cut one out somewhere. And You're in for the Superflex League? I'll be in for Superflex. That's interesting. That piques my interest enough. That All right. Coming next uh, March-ish. Next, next, yeah. Sure. Right around there, around the rookie time. Mm-hmm. We'll be doing another league. A little heads up now. So don't and don't send us emails and questions out like, hey, I'm in for that Superflex League in eight months because <laughs> I'll forget you anyways. Yeah. And then you'll be like, Rich, you promised me. Yeah, we'll do like a little like a hundred dollar sure. buy-in or something like that for uh Sure. Superflex League. Yeah. Alex. We got, like we got all these guys that are Superflex pros and come in here and be like No, they're gonna destroy us. That's fine. No, it's just simple concept. We just need more quarterbacks. Yep. Still take the best player available with the boost. There you go. Okay. We'll learn our way. And uh that's it. So in the meantime, if you hated this episode. Sorry. Sorry. Go Cavs, man. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> it's all, it's literally all that's been on our mind for like the past uh five to seven days. Yeah, this is all new to me. I'm sorry. I'm still learning how to yeah, win. Yeah. I'm still <laughs> I'm still learning how to live in title town here. <laughs> so but in the meantime, if you do want to talk dynasty in this very slow period of time, you can me up on Twitter at Dynasty Rich. I'm at Dynasty Matt. And you can up the site at at Dynasty Nerds. Uh, make sure you go to DynastyNerds.com. We have all the free ADP rankings and articles that you can handle. Tons of info on there. Heck yeah. And you can support the site by getting on iTunes and giving us a rating and review. That'd be awesome. You know nobody's giving us a rating and review on iTunes in like two weeks? What? Yeah. Have you been begging like normal? No. Oh, well, get out there and beg, man. Come on, baby. <laughs> Come on, people. I mean, you don't even know what it does to help the show. No, it really does help. No, yeah. It keeps, it, us, yeah. keeps us on iTunes. Like, if you look up sports... Uh, and recreation on iTunes, and they can give you the top 150 shows in the nation, you know, like Bill Simmons, Tony Kornheiser. Yeah. We're on there. Nice. Consistently, we're on there. That's awesome. We're man. like one of the only dynasty shows that's consistently on there. Well, thanks, guys. Yeah, and that's because of you guys. Yeah. Well, one, just because you listen and download the show. That helps, too. There's a ton of you that do that. But, I mean, if I look at the numbers, how many people download the show compared to the 195 range review. It's a very small percentage. It's like one, it's not even like, what's like 1%? It's all right, man. We can't. Not everyone's gonna do it. No, I know. I mean, but we appreciate the people that do. And now, and I like. I wonder, like, if I didn't podcast and I wasn't like into that before. And, like now, I do leave for interviews just because I podcast. I'm like, right. would I stop? And do you know it? how important it is. Right. I'd probably do it just to shut myself up. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, this dude Rich keeps asking me later. You know, I'm just gonna do it. I I love the show that much. There you go. But if you do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. It helps the show. Do it. It's like the best free way to help the show. Do it. And buying shirts is the best financial way to help the show. Absolutely. The shirts are awesome. Mm-hmm. So if you want to feel like a Cleveland Cavalier fan walking down the streets of awesome Cleveland, Ohio, and not get high-fived by every single person. That Dynasty Nerds t-shirt can do that for you. Yeah. Colleen uh, bought her daughter a shirt. Nice. Yeah. He's like, my daughter doesn't get enough high-fives. There you go. So oh. she bought her a shirt. And I bet you her hand's all red, just like yours. I don't know. Yeah, I guess I can see how that looks. But she, uh, we retweeted that picture out there as well. So, cool. Until then, guys, we'll be back next week. Probably have some more news in the in the news section. But we are talking players under the age of twenty five. So until then, yep, we'll talk to you. Adios. Later. Bye. Ready, set, Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.